Avengers Inspirations, spoilery discussion about Captain America the Winter Soldier. This is John Wilson. This is Billy Wilson. And we are here to do some spoilery talk about Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which we have just seen. Uh-huh. Lily, your thoughts on the film? I thought it was really good. Um, I thought it was really good. I don't know. Um, I was thinking as we were coming out, like, not coming out, but like at the end during the last, like, I think the thought popped in my head during one of Falcon's flights towards the camera that the story of this film was really, really thick. Lots of story. Yeah, it's lots and lots of story. And I say that only because we watched Captain America, the first Avenger, the, uh, just last night. Uh-huh. And while that's a great film and one of my favorites, it's a little bit light on plot. Yeah. I mean, I say that. It's not really that light on plot. It's decent. Thor is really light on plot. Yeah. But this one, there was a lot going on in this film. There really was. Um, we see the Winter Soldier. Lily, what is your memory of, of learning about the Winter Soldier story? You were reading a comic a few years ago, and um, you were just talking about Bucky being Captain America. Uh-huh. And I asked how that was. He says, and you like mentioned the Winter Soldier while you were talking about that. I told you the whole story? Yeah. I spoiled the movie before there was a movie? Before there was a movie, pretty much, yeah. Wow. I should have put that spoiler warning up there, shouldn't I? Yeah, you really should. Of course, everything's out there on the internet, so anybody who wants to learn about the Winter Soldier, all they have to do is go into Wiki, and it's all laid bare before them. Yeah. Your cousin, uh, who also likes all these Marvel films, didn't even know what a Winter Soldier was because he was able to look it up and find out it was the guy from the first movie. So, um, any favorite moments? Um, I like when Falcon first takes flight. That was really cool. That was really cool. I thought the movie just opened on a great beat with those two. Yes! I loved the running. The running was awesome. And what a great way to introduce the friendship between Steve and Sam. Yeah. Is there a hardcore longtime friends in the comics? Yeah. I was glad to see that. Like going their, the way fr- it did. their friendship rivals um, Bucky and Cap. It really does. It really does. And I don't know what it is about Captain America that makes people feel like he needs a partner. 
But he does well with partners. He does. He does well with solo stories, too, but yeah. he does well with partners. He just does well. So we had Captain America the War Hero in the first film. Yes. We had Captain America the Superhero in the Avengers. And now we have Captain America, the modern patriot who's disenfranchised, disenheartened with his government. Doesn't really love the way America has become. Or so, Captain America, the American citizen. Captain America, the American citizen. That's a good, uh, yeah, it's a good way to put it. Um, one thing I liked about this film is the way they brought out Nick Fury and the Black Widow. Yeah. In ways they hadn't been before. Yeah. I mean, we saw them both in the Avengers. They probably had as much airtime as any of the other team heroes, but this really gave them a chance to shine. Um, when Nick was uh, typing all the stuff into his phone and showing it to Cap, I recognized the app he was using. I don't know what it's called, <laughs> but I, I used to have it on my phone. That's funny. Yeah. I really was wondering if they were going to use the whole life model decoy trick with him and have him not really be dying and not really be attacked. But that he's actually off in Tahiti somewhere. Yeah. Because it's a magical place. It's a magical place. Oh, and, and there could be like a robot copy of Nick Fury standing in for him. No, I knew they wouldn't kill him off because you know, he's Nick Fury and he doesn't die. Um, but I didn't know how exactly they were going to do it. Yeah. I honestly, since these are films, I honestly would not have been surprised if Nick Fury had died. Except that I remember reading that he had a nine picture contract that he signed at one point so wow yeah he's gonna be in nine Marvel films at least that was his initial contract I'm done with that I just read an article recently that they have plans in place for the next 14 years of films that's a big extravagant yeah but isn't it cool to, to think about the fact that they're building a universe and they're planning a story and a saga and everything that's gonna stretch that far yeah, and there is going to be an Avengers movie where they're going to cross over with the Guardians of the Galaxy and they're going to go in the future or, or like they're going to hit the past and that all's going to mix since you just introduced Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know if these Guardians are future Guardians. I think they're modern space-time Guardians. I, I always saw them as the future. In the comic ones, yeah, the comic Guardians of the Galaxy, especially the ones you've read, they're definitely future characters. But I think these characters are present-day. Because there are two different Guardians of the Galaxies team, but we'll talk about that on our Guardians of the Galaxy talk. Which will come later. <laughs> yeah, just a couple months. It's almost here. So Ukalaka, Chukalaka. No, Uka Chaka. That's Uka Chaka. Uka Chaka. Uga Uga Uka Chaka. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, the gravestone. I was. I, as I was laughing, I was surprised at how few people were laughing at that. That Nick Fury's gravestone said, The Path of the Righteous Man, dot, 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 citing Ezekiel 25, 17. I mean, how awesome was that? And I just played Lily the Clip, because uh, yeah. you've, you've seen the movie, but it's I've been a while. It's been a while. But you didn't get the reference right away. I, I it's okay, Keena, we're going home. Now, if a student had said, say what again, I would have gotten that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yes, yeah, so that's a great bit from Pulp Fiction. Um, what else, what else, what else? So much movie, I'm having a hard time remembering what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, the idea that Hydra infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. or that Hydra is part of S.H.I.E.L.D. or even that S.H.I.E.L.D. is part of Hydra, depending on how you want to look at it, I don't know if that's been done in the in the many decades of, of comics history, but I know that Jonathan Hickman did it in his S.H.I.E.L.D. series just like five years ago. That Nick Fury found out that S.H.I.E.L.D., the organization he'd been working for his entire life, was actually a branch of HYDRA. And that kind of blew his mind a yeah. bit. Um, when, oh, what's his name? Zola? Yep. Came out in the computer, you were sadly giggling like a little schoolgirl. I knew that he was going to be in there somewhere because the internet had spoiled that for me. Um, I, I, I saw an article about who's who for the Captain America film, like who you need to know about in order to go see the film, and the, the idiots, like, included all of the surprise characters, which is fine, because it's the point of the film, and they did put up a spoiler warning, but I knew going into the film that I was going to see Armin Zola, I was going to see Von Strucker at the, uh, I was going to see Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, and we'll talk, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but, so, I didn't really want to know that going in. Oh yeah, those were Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. But I, I, I was very pleased. And not only was he there, but like the monitor screen and the little yeah. camera sticking out of the top looked like his character. That was fun. Okay, and Quicksilver. Oh. I just realized those were Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. You just realized that? Yeah. Oh! Yeah, so mind blown. Yeah. It, it, all, it, it, it all comes together now. And they can't use mutants because of the way that the licensing deals are divided between Marvel's various companies like yeah. Sony because Sony no Fox is doing the X-Men films yeah. Fox has the right to Marvel's mutants yeah so Marvel Studios can't use mutants but in the world of Marvel Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch started out as bad guys yeah reluctant reluctant bad guys but still bad guys yeah and they came over to the side of the angels after a while. So the fact that they're doing, even though they're doing it differently, they're still doing that, that's really cool. But Quicksilver's hair is dark. Was it dark? It was dark. Like his sister's. Yeah, maybe it goes white during the course of the Avengers film, I don't know. Um, there might be some freak accident that turns it white, hopefully. Like, it's definitely for at least blonde. Well, th- we've seen uh, uh, snapshots of filming. It's definitely white. Yeah. One bra- one voice in my brain says it'd be nice if there were a story reason why it's so freakishly white. But the other half yeah. of my brain says, I really don't need that. It'd be nice, but you don't need it. Yeah. Um... spent the entire movie trying to figure out who Frank Grillo's character was. Uh, he was the Hydra agent who did the most fighting. He led all the strike forces. He went up against Falcon at the end. Spent the entire film trying to figure out why he was important. And especially after he was killed in the blast, but they showed them recovering his body. All burned and scarred, but still recovering it. And then I remember that Crossbones was in this film. And you don't know Crossbones because you haven't read a lot of Captain America, but he's a he's he's a big bruiser. He can go toe to toe with Cap, and I don't really know much about his story except that he's a big bruiser, and he's worked with the Red Skull before. 
<clears throat> it pleased me in the in the ending credits when I was showing all the shadows of people. How for Black Widow they put a little hourglass on her abdomen. That was cool. It was it was nice. All of the art at the uh, closing credits was really really well done. And then we see the Winter Soldier finding out who he is at the yeah, end. Yeah, at the end. I really... Okay, so I've read the whole Winter Soldier story. I, I, I'll be honest, I haven't read a whole lot of Captain America. I've read some 20 issues of the Golden Age. I've read most of Brubaker's run. He's the one who did the whole Winter Soldier story. And I've read, like, maybe 30 other issues of the entire history of Captain America. So, not a whole lot of Cap. Um, but I do know the Winter Soldier story, and one of the things that kind of made me sad is that I have yet to see a conversation between Steve and Bucky yeah. that, like, reaffirms yeah. their relationship after he's come back. Yeah, it didn't involve, you know, Bucky punching Cap. Right. Because the way it plays out in the comics, when Bucky first gets his, um, his memories back, he goes into hiding. And Cap doesn't know where he is. And before Cap can find him, he dies. Cap dies. Ah. At the end of the Civil War story. And so they never reconnect. And then whenever Cap does come back, I don't remember exactly how it all plays out, but you don't really have a lot of screen time of Cap and Bucky, you know, there together, you know, having a moment, you know? There hasn't been a moment. And maybe there has been, and I haven't read it, but I haven't seen it. So I really want there to be a moment in the next Cap film between him and Bucky. Yeah. Anyways, um, I know there were more things that occurred to me while we were watching the film, but, you know, one of these days we'll probably do a commentary on the film. We can all think about it then. Yeah. Oh, I did remember one thing. Stephen Strange. Yes. Stephen is listing all the um, threats, I think. It said Bruce Banner and Stephen Strange. Right. And I know that the president of Marvel, Kevin Feige, has said several times that they are working on a Doctor Strange film. But unlike the Ant-Man, whenever we started this show, there's been no official confirmation or uh, release date or announcement of a script or a script writer even, just that they want to do the film. Yeah. But as of this moment, Stephen Strange is officially part of our Marvel Cinematic Universe pantheon, which is pretty neat. Okay, any other closing thoughts? No. Ready for the Avengers? Ready for the Avengers. Guardians of the Galaxy later this summer. Avengers Age of Ultron next year. Ant-Man. Ant-Man next year. And we have no clue what's coming after that. I was really mad when I found out that Ant-Man wasn't going to have Hank Pym. Like, I know Hank Pym doesn't have the best story in the world, but that's the only Ant-Man I've ever known. Yeah. And he's going to be in the film in some way, but he's not going to actually be the Ant-Man. Yeah. So disappointing. It's disappointing. I agree. Because I never read any of What's-His-Faces. Scott Lang? Scott Lang. Although you've seen his daughter in The Young Avengers. I've seen his daughter. I know his daughter. And in Superhero Squad, I know he was there. Right. But but Hank. He, he made a brief appearance in The Avengers cartoon, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Yeah. But yeah. We're Hankless. We're Hankless. Okay, well, that about wraps up our... Captain America Winter Soldier talk Um, hope you enjoyed it so until next time I am John Wilson I am Lily Wilson and there's Keenan Wilson say hi Keenan hi and we will catch you next time on Avengers Inspirations